Craft Beer Radio, episode 131, for January 28th, 2009. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. This is a show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I am Jeff Bear. Oh, I'm Greg Weiss. How you doing? Hey, Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> uh, We're here tonight with a special show. We had uh, two special beers sent to us from Boulevard Brewing Company. We have the Saison Brett and the Bourbon Barrel Quad. They're part of their Smokestack series. They're in beautiful, old-timey Champagne bottles. And the labels. The labels are fantastic. Labels are great, yeah. Look at those. And uh, we figured we're going to do a, sh- a shorter show tonight, but we're going to... Uh, Dedicate the show to a, we'll call this a flashlight instead of a spotlight for for uh, for Bourbon Bear or for the uh, Boulevard Brewing Company. Sounds good to me. Um, but what do you go with first? You go with the quad be- no, because because the Brett one though is sour. So I mean, is that going to influence it's, it's the quad? Light, it's a lighter beer though. We can't do the Bourbon Bear Oakage Quad first. All right, that's just that's absurd. These are both Cajun corked and champagne bottles, seven hundred fifty milliliters. So. Here we go. Sure we get all the, the packing styrofoam. Saison Brett. So, of course, it uses I have, ICs. I uh, Twittered when we got these beers in the mail and immediately back from um, someone who drinks a lot of Boulevard said this mm-hmm. beer is is something to behold. Um, it is a Saison Farmhouse Ale. Look at that head. A lot of head on that sucker. Should use an open mouth glass for this one so the head dissipates faster. We're using closed mouth glasses with the curve in at the top. Ooh, I can smell it from here, man. Ooh, yeah. A little bit of housekeeping before we move on. If you want to email us some feedback, you can send it to beer at craftbeerradio.com. And both of us are on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter username is Jeff Bearer, all one word. And Greg's is GM Weiss. Okay, so Saison Brett uh, from Boulevard um, is it uses two-row pale malt, malted wheat, a pinch of corn, but in the case the beer is brewed to slightly higher strength, dry hop using Amarillo hops, followed by bottle conditioning with various yeast, including bread maniaces. Uh, IBUs 35, original gravity 17.5 degrees Play-Doh, final gravity 2.5 degrees Play-Doh, alcohol by volume, Eight point five percent. Now the color on this is a straw, strawish yellow color. Um, very clear, big head, fluffy head. It says here that it was conditioned with the bread in the bottle, like you said. Um, though this farmhouse ale was given three months of bottle conditioning prior to release, further cellaring will continue to enhance the Brett character, if that's what you're after. Uh, they suggest with this Gruyere, Cabbage Gruyere, uh, or Gruyere, if you want to pronounce it, English Stilton, or um, Foie Gras, or Portobello Mushroom. <laughs> so the Big ar- difference between those two. But uh, yeah, The aroma on this one is definitely Saison or Golden Ale. Right, it has, it, that, it has um, that... A little bit of Brett going on there. Uh, well, it has a lot of bread, if you ask me. A little funk. It, it, smell-wise, it smells like one of those Russian rivers we had a couple weeks there ago. There was a comment on our uh, boards, and I'm sorry, I forget who, who mentioned it, but the, you know, I used to say funk all the time, say farmhouse funk, or, and then say horse blanket, but it's not really what I meant. What I really meant was 
Belgian yeast character. Right. And that's um, sort of what I'm getting out of this is there's just a little bit of that Belgian yeast character, which is a little bit of a little bit funky, but but man, that Brett really brings out. I mean, it, it's alive. If, if I was it, trying it, to put words to the Brett, it, it, it's a little sour. It's a little leathery. I think. I think leathery mm-hmm. might be a good word. And it, it, it's acidic too, as well. Yeah. Like a, not really a citric acid, but oh, how would I put it? It stings. Lack, I mean, acid. you know, not in the bad way, but it kind of stings your your nose a little bit. It gives you a, a different, a sharper. It's a sharper kind of sour. So. You talked about leathery in the aroma, but man, it's coming through in the taste here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you know a, a little bit of hmm. All right, it, it almost tastes sort of weedy, kind of like strawish or weedy, weedish, uh-huh. w- with you know rubbed on leather a little bit, right? Uh. It's not unusual for a saison to have wheat in it. You said the website has the grain bill, right? It has malted wheat, two-rope hell, malt, and a pinch of corn. Finish is pretty dry. Oh, it's variously described as leathery, tobacco, or straw-like. I think we got leathery. I don't know about tobacco so much, but uh, straw-like can definitely be put in there. Straw-ish or, or wheatish uh, in terms of the flavor, but um, that... Uh, that that Brett really comes through very well, leathery in a good sense. I mean, you think of if it, sometimes if you were to say you think of leather, you think of somebody eating like their shoe. I, I certainly don't feel that way. I mean, I certainly think it tastes um, exceptional, really, really delicious, but not like incredible, amazing, most amazing taste you've ever had in the world. Delicious, if you know what I'm saying. Greg's talking because I'm working at jamming the cork back in this bottle because after doing a second show, I don't think we can finish both of these 750s. I'm just putting the cork on, so maybe we can save it for a little bit later. That's a good idea. It definitely has that Belgian yeast uh, funky character to it at the end, but it also, like I said, ends after that, ends pretty dry, ends with uh, less, less on your tongue than you might expect. So again, these uh, well, Smokestack series, they're limited releases, so... Remember the Redemption from Russian River when we had Scott on? That blue-labeled one? That's what this is reminding me of. Mm-hmm. It, it is a very well-done beer. It, uh, I mean, I'm not saying I expected less from a Boulevard beer, but this is this is top shelf. It, it really is is great. It's um, It's got a lot of character to it. What's the alcohol in this? Alcohol is 8.5. It's, uh, it's deceiving. It seems lower to me. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's a fantastic flavor for a low-alcohol beer. But it <laughs> lies to me. It's not low-alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah, this thing, you know, Brett, Brett's an interesting yeast. It's not, you know, evolved to uh, efficiently ferment beer. So it takes a long time to do what it does. And the longer you let it sit on it, the more stuff it does. Right. And like the label said, you could sell it this thing and it would get more bready and more crazy. And, uh, you know, it might turn into something more like uh, uh, Om- Oma- Omageddon, you know, the funk house ale yeah. from, uh, from Omegang or something where it could get more sour. But right now it's a subtle... Uh, 
it's significantly bready, but it, it's not like overwhelming right so now. So, I mean, if you're looking for flavors to, to relatively compare to, um, uh, the closest in terms of, of fruity flavor would be something along the lines of lemon or or lime, uh, more lemony than limey. Uh, a little bit in terms of the malt, maybe like a, a watercress cracker or something along those lines, right? Because yeah. uh, not not a particularly malty beer, but the malt that's there gives you just a slight amount of. It's not really toasted. It, it, it it's finishes just kinda, really dry. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, like, how's it compared to like uh, a Belgian wheat or a wit beer? And really, there are, it's a lot drier than that. It's like the burnt really sucked the sweetness out of this beer, and made it dry. It's really well done. Kudos, Boulevard. Thank you for sending us this uh, sample of Smokestack. And where do we go from here, Greg? All right, well, from here we move on to another beer they have. They uh, they call this the Bourbon Barrel Quad. <laughs> that sounds like two very good things mixed into one. It's so, like uh, chocolate in your peanut butter. <laughs> okay, so it's an ale aged in bourbon barrels with cherries. Cherries, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the total release of this is 10,630 bottles. So we our, have one of those. So our bottle was 8,389. So there are only 10,629 bottles That's crazy how they put a unique left. serial number on every label. Our um, the Saison Brett was uh, 11,950 bottles, and we had 6,847. Uh, Abbey Salad Quadruple, after fermentation on tart organ cherries, separated into a number of oak bourbon barrels where it aged for up to a year. Oh, man. IBU's 22, original gravity 21 degrees Play-Doh, final gravity 3.6 degrees Play-Doh, alcohol by volume, well, it's quad, 11.8%. Not going to find many quads that are uh, <laughs> that are low in alcohol. No quad for those who don't know refers to the the Belgian Abbey style of naming beers, where there's Belgian Abbey ales, which would be singles. Then there's doubles, triples, and quads. Singles are really just called golden ales golden or ale. Abbey ales. Right. Um, the 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 order, the name there, the single, double, triple, quad has to do with the basically the amount of fermentables in the beer. Um, double the amount of fermentables, triple the amount of fermentables, and quadruple. However, now, there is an unspoken style characteristic, and this is what Greg was getting to. Would you like to go ahead? I'm sorry to well, steal your thunder. The, the Belgian um, gold nails and the Belgian triples are uh, lighter in color and generally um, a little bit lighter in, in flavor and, and more sweet. Uh, in in flavor, the doubles and the quads are more malty and darker in color. So this quad follows that line. It's uh, it's got this brownish sort of iced tea color. The head though is uh, pretty pretty off. It's off white, you know. It's got um, absolutely amazing aroma. Hmm. It's got this this toffee and uh, um, a little bit of woodiness coming from those bourbon barrels and the cherries and mm, just a, a spectacularly no no the, re- no the reason that the singles and triples are light and the doubles or quads are dark not 
really a good reason I've ever seen. It's just what it is. And as you know the styles, you, you know that. But there's no logical reason why the even numbers are odd. Or even numbers are darker than dark, and the odd numbers are light. They are oddballs. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, fantastically deep and, and complex wow. aroma that has just a, a lot of things going for it and really uh, um, one of those things you just want to dive into and just and just examine bef- before great, you drink. Great, you like, really just want to just smell this and keep smelling. There, uh, you've, you've had brown bread with raisins in it before? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting some aroma from that. You know, um, fruitcake. You know, like right, Christmas right, fruitcake. Yeah, fruitcake is a good one. Uh, lots of brown sugar. Tons of brown sugar on this one. Good call. Lots and lots and lots of brown sugar. The cherries... Uh, I can smell them. The alcohol the, is also kind of overpowering. The, the cherries the are in the aroma, but they're kind of getting mixed in with the dark fruit flavors that mm-hmm. beer, you know, a beer like this would give you. It's not specifically cherries added type aroma. Now there's cherries in the flavor. <laughs> and there's a bunch of candy in there, too. Um, and alcohol. Toffee. Lots of toffee. Mm, hot alcohol. A little bit hot. Just just a tad near the there's, end. There's some warming. I don't know if I'd say hot. I would call it warming. But, okay. but I mean, this is a stick of toffee that you're just sucking on. Yeah, it's cherry toffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, other flavors. Um, dark fruit fig. Fig. Big fig. Okay. Um, slight amount of plum, but mostly fig. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting uh, some cherries, getting toffee. I mean, I won't disagree that there's fig. I'm not particularly picking it out. Some warming. Oh, this beer is just... It's a big hug, like you were saying earlier mm-hmm. in the other show. It, it just, oh man, is a slight. Um, I don't want to, you know, go as far as, as to say sour like bread, but there's a slight tanginess in the middle uh, as it goes off. This is not dry mm-hmm. like the saison. This, you know, ends malty and sweet and sticks around. This would go quads and doubles. Are really excellent pairs with food, um, doubles um, especially. But the caramelization too. of beef yeah. and and other red meats go great with these kind of beers. Uh, prime rib, this beer with the prime rib, mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, this beer with almost any anything with uh, caramelized meat, anything with with uh, this would go good with duck. Oh mm. my god, this would go amazing with duck. Uh. Wow! Yeah, this is duck go- with caramelized onions <laughs> on this thing, man. In terms of cheese, you know what? I may go with something creamy. I may go with like a Havarti or um, maybe some sort of uh, a creamy uh, be hard lamb for, cheese. It'd be hard creamy for me to find cheese. a good cheese for this. I'm thinking. I still think brie. Your other but, option, though, I think, is Parmigiano Reggiano because that would actually stand up pretty strongly. Yeah. Parmesan would go good. Um, I'm thinking brie, the creamy would go good, but again, the flavor would get lost. Um, Harvarti or Fontina, I just don't think those flavors would match very well. But Parmesan, I think Parmesan would go well. 
like real. I mean, Parmesan and Reggiano, like real Parmesan. Yeah, not craft Parmesan. Yeah, <laughs> the real stuff. Yeah, I certainly agree. It would also go well with the cherries. It would. It would um, mm-hmm. actually. It would kind of sort of blend and, and lower the cherry and kind of raise a little bit of the sourness. I had a. Um, I had a. I don't remember what kind of steak it was, but it was beef. It was called Black Forest something. It was up at the Tin Angel on Mount Washington. So it was uh, it was stuffed with like dark cherry pie filling type stuff. And I think that the the caram- the, the braised beef. The cherries inside, and this would be a perfect pairing as well. Let me an example of a dish that I made uh, a couple weeks ago that I think this would go really well with. I was just experimenting around. I like to play with food, as people know. And um, I had this, you know, the, this fondue cut beef and garlic and cilantro and onion. And I just kind of chopped up the onion, fried it a little bit. Uh, put in some mushrooms. I suppose had some mushrooms in there. Then put the beef in with the garlic and cilantro. Cooked the beef till it was just about medium rare, mm-hmm. and uh, it was sort of like a deconstructed stew. Okay, it worked out perfectly. It was delicious, and this would go really well with it too. Okay, this thing is. I mean, we've said so many foods with this beer. This beer is a food pairing. Yeah, beer. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because it, it's high in alcohol with tons of flavors. It's kind of similar in a lot of characteristics to those Imperial Styles that we had last show. And we said in that show that they don't really pair with any foods except for desserts. Right. Where this thing is sweeter and more dessert-worthy when you look at it from the surface. But when you dig into it, it's better with so many it's foods. Got, it, you know, it, it's more- I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this because I'm kind of surprised... Where if you would have asked me from the onset before actually tasting it, I wouldn't have thought. But this thing is like the food master. I mean, they'll pair with a ton of things. Yeah, I think that part of it is that uh, imperial stouts in general are you know more towards malty, more towards uh, you know giving a, a whole bunch of toffee and coffee flavors. Mm-hmm. Those and chocolate. If you think coffee, yeah, it, you don't really pair coffee with the main course. You pair coffee with the aperitif or with the dessert. So. Where this is more towards fruity, right? Mm-hmm. Fruity with the malt, and uh, you know especially with it, it has cherries in it too. Um, so you, you get that maltiness, you get those melanoidins, but you also get the cherry. You also get uh, the, the sweetness and, like I said, the fig and some of the other stuff coming out. Uh, and that would really pair well with, with so many different foods. It smells fantastic. I just took a whiff and I smelled like lamb chops. It just, it yeah. just, it's just yeah. similar. I'm just thinking, smelling this, and I'm like, that smells like whatever I've had that's been paired with the lamb chops. You know, it's just the, the sauce and the barbecue, you know, the, it's not barbecue, but the, the sauce and the braising that's on the lamb chops. Wow. This. I've said it three times now. This is a wild beer. This is definitely a wild beer. Yeah, this is... I think both of these are... You know, when I read bourbon... Are you picking up bourbon? Just a little bit. Tad bit. I'm hard... In the alcohol. Remember I said the alcohol was kind of hot, and I think what that was was a little bit of the bourbon. Okay. Um, See, I had completely forgotten that there was... This was barrel-aged until I looked at the name again. It's it's subtle, and I love that. I love it when a bourbon barrel beer doesn't go... I mean, because bourbon barrel beers typically go way overboard. If they taste like bourbon, then they're not exciting to I think a good example to me is Kentucky Breakfast. I love breakfast. I think Kentucky Breakfast goes a little overboard with the bourbon. This doesn't go overboard at all. The bourbon is is, uh, a small accent. But I mean, the cherries are much more. When I read the name, I'm like, quad bourbon. I'm like, those two flavors don't go together. Like, that's not going to be a very good beer. But they did it so subtly that Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. 
grab one. Remember that there are only ten thousand six hundred. Yeah, if you are in the you know, if you're in the Midwest and you can get Boulevard Brewing Smokestack Series Bourbon Barrel. Actually, they're both they're both can't Kansas miss. Kansas City, Missouri. Both of them are don't miss. If you only have Missouri, if you I only have fifteen dollars and you can only buy one of them, buy the Bourbon Barrel Quad. But buy both of them. If you have thirty bucks, yeah. Come on. Who knows? Maybe it's only twenty bucks. Maybe they're a great deal. I don't know. If you're out in Missouri and you see these two, come on, buy both of them. Hell, buy all of Boulevards. There's has there been a Boulevard? There's been one or two that we kind of rank last, but for the most part, we were really big fans of Boulevard. Yeah, not just because they sent us beer all the time, but because. They've they, been pretty good sending us. Yeah, beer. the uh, the last one they sent us was that that was the uh, experimental mm-hmm. brew that wasn't really a, technically a smokestack. It was the that was a crazy breakfast type stout. It was yeah. a coffee quad oatmeal imperial stout. That was okay. Um, yeah, the first couple times Boulevard sent us beers, you know, we had the wheat and the bully porter, and I remember we didn't understand the wheat the very first time, and we went back and revisited, it and we liked them. And yeah, there's subtle flavors in some of their flagship beers. But they're quality beers. Um, I'm not just blowing smoke up Boulevard's ass. I mean, like we 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 are saying this for the for full disclosure. They sent us these beers. They sent us these beers. But and I'm not blowing smoke up their ass. I'm saying you may try their wheat and not like it the first time. We're not saying it's for everybody. It's not a hook beer. But if you like the subtle flavors of an American wheat beer, it can be very good. That's what I'm. That, that's what I'm getting at. And hopefully, it doesn't sound like me blowing smoke up their ass. I think the, I'd agree with you there. So one and two, quad, Brett, but very high on our list. Quad being a wild beer. Brett Would you make the Brett a wild beer? It, it just maybe because you know, if Russian River hadn't been on the show a couple months ago, <laughs> I might have said wow, but it just didn't make me say wow tonight. You know, it's harder and harder to reach my wow threshold. It really well, that's is part of the point, I guess. And the the Brett is very good. It is almost wow. It but. It's hard for me to say if I would say wow. If, if I, it was show five, it would be a wild beer. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, but the quad. But it's show one thirty. So. Quad is a hundred and thirty wild beer. Thanks, Boulevard, for sending these beers. Merry Christmas to you. Anyone else who wants to send us beer, by all means. Oh yeah, if you're another brewer, if you're familiar affiliated with a brewery, you want to send us beer. Can't guarantee we'll do a spotlight or a flashlight on. If you send us six beers, we'll have to do a spotlight. Yeah. But, uh... And we, and we can't guarantee you we'll like your beers either, but if you're proud of your beers you th- and you think we will, we, by all means, send it to no. us. Follow us on Twitter, Jeff Bear, all in one word, and GM Weiss. And let us know what you think. Um, shorter show. Again, this is the Boulevard Flashlight, new concept, which is helpful because we're doing a doubleheader tonight. <laughs> and, uh... I think it worked out rather well. Give us feedback on the flashlights. Talk to you later. Talk to you later, guys. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Please send any questions or comments to our email, beer at craftbeerradio.com. The opening and closing music is from the independent rock band, The Lights Out. This closing song is Get Up, Get Up from the Heist EP. You can listen to more of their music from their website, thelightsout.com. Put it down. It's such an ordinary.